need a medical marijuana recommendation like I did, do what I did. CanacareDocs.com. Compassionate, compliant, and confidential. Go where I went, Mike can, to get my medical recommendation in Massachusetts. CanacareDocs.com. If you're suffering like I am from back pain, or maybe you have MS, post-traumatic stress, seizures, AIDS, cancer, glaucoma. If you're suffering from pain like I am daily, call CanacareDocs.com. It's a much safer way to go. No opiates. You want medical legal cannabis? CanacareDocs.com. Convenient. Nine Massachusetts locations. Peabody, Quincy, Waltham, Brockton, Stoughton, South Dennis, Cape Cod, Fall River, and Worcester. Also, I forgot, Seekonk. Also in the states of Delaware, Connecticut, Rhode Island, Maine, and coming soon to New Hampshire and New York, it's CanacareDocs.com. Get your medical recommendation. Get legal. CanacareDocs.com. Welcome, We're the Young Jerks, WEMF Radio. My name is Mike Crawford. And I'm Lauren Pespisa. What's up, Lauren? I don't know, not much. It's not a bad day today. We've got the AC working, so I'm happy to be back. You are? I, I'm, I'm like having trouble hearing you on the mic. Oh. I don't know if it's the mic or it if it's my headphones. Is it my me? headphones, Herbie says. Okay, cool. All right, cool. Can you all hear me? I'm such Anyone a control freak now. I, I need to know that you're, I don't know. I want to be heard. Well, I so, want to make sure you know, you're heard. Yeah, right. I don't want some stupid mic problem. Yeah. You know, if I'm going to get in my own way or someone's going to get in my way, it's going to be me. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe, maybe I should have these folks turn my mic, my headphones up, excuse me, so I can hear. This is the Thank kind you. of That's stuff perfect. you hate Not doing on the air. A little bit lower. I know. But hey, if you're going to do it for somebody, you got to do it for me. Right. Turn it down right. a little bit. Perfect. Right there. 617 500 7100. Yeah, I mean, the only two people that we should be concerned about on the show with their headphones are who, Lauren Pespisa? Me and you, right? You and I. Oh, you and I, correct right. correct grammar. <laughs> that was close. Good try. I know, right? Well, We're the someone jerks. got some education. It's WEM. I went to uh, state school. I got a yeah, 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 public school in, up in Newbury, Newbury Elementary School. I think I learned that. Oh, I actually graduated from Acton Boxborough 10 years ago. 10 years I just ago? You're just a I kid. I realized today, my 10 years. 10 years. 10 years. <laughs> And look how far I've come. Oh, God. <laughs> Someone was making fun of my age the other day on Reddit. Really? Yeah. You're reading Reddit? <laughs> At your age? <laughs> <laughs> I guess you just did the same thing. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. I haven't read, read Reddit in a while, yeah. but I mean. And, and the other thing they were making fun of is all the jobs I've had in my life. Why? Like, that's a bad thing, that Wait, I work a lot. You know what? Working in the same place for 10 years at some big, boring company is, like, no more... I've done that. Yeah, that's... And I've done, uh, you know, I've, I've done everything. Like, you know, I'm, I, I, you're right, I am old. <laughs> and I've been good. working since I'm 14, it's so... It's good to have a life full of And a lot of times stuff. I did have three to five jobs. Even in the last couple of years, I mean, you know, I, I, no one juggled more hats than I did. You know, writer, radio, events... Uh, and then the full-time jobs, and then the right. side jobs, right. and the, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I love my life right now. It's a little simpler, so that's nice. Yeah, you've been scaling back. You got the dog walking stuff. Dog walking. If you need a dog walk in uh, Mumblehead, Massachusetts, call me right now. <laughs> I'll hook you up with my girlfriend. If you know who she is, she'll walk your dog. I, that's the thing is, this is an easy business to sell. There's people that want, many people want number one dog walkers, and they want people they trust, and then they find out that. Uh, it's myself or my girlfriend even better people love this woman so people oh, call yeah. them left and right to have uh, her walk their dog so it's great we're doing good nice yeah. nice that's awesome but yeah if you if you're looking for dog walking in marblehead salem swamp scott 
you know, or, or you know, one of the surrounding areas, you can reach out. <laughs> we'll walk your dog. <laughs> your dog will be walked. That's an ad, I think. We just, we'll walk your dog. <laughs> So uh, we're the Young Jerks. Uh, we, we got a bunch of people in the studio. Yeah. Uh, we have air conditioning, as you yes. noted last week. We did not. That was brutal. Dude, I couldn't even get, I couldn't even get into the actual studio. It was, it like, was uh, like Ellen Brown and I were just barely standing at and the Ellen end of the Brown, show. And Ellen Brown, yeah, she held it down pretty well. Yeah. And it was an exciting show, too. We had a lot of people on and Yeah, calls. a lot of hot air. Yeah, a lot of hot air. <laughs> A lot of hot air. <laughs> oh, and the Mass Pirate Party had that convention today. That was Oh, yeah, the Pirate Con yeah, convention. Pirate I Con. Looks right. pretty good. Looks like Aaron James is doing well. Nice. Uh, you know, speaking of it's political season, and uh, we have some guests on the show uh, who are medical marijuana advocates, but this is also definitely going to touch on uh, the legalization campaign because increasingly that campaign is, uh, I, I feel like it's hurting the patients in Massachusetts uh, through the politicians, and we're going to talk all about that today. But uh, there's also been some other campaigns that have come up on the show recently, Lauren, uh, over the last few months. Right. Um, and we're going to be reaching out to more candidates and politicians uh, over the next months to get them on the show. Right. But I, I just wanted to mention, you know, some inside dirt, maybe. Maybe stir the pot a little bit. Like, we've had uh, uh, Mike Conley on the show, running right. for state rep. Uh, a good man. He's, he's a friend of the show, obviously. Yep. But uh, may maybe that's the reason why the incumbent won't come on. But we reached out to Rep Toomey. Uh, I've Toomey talked to his office in the past. No response. No response? No response. So, what? you know, I'm going to invite Mike Conley on for a second, a third, fourth time. And, uh, you know. And Jalen still hasn't rescheduled. And, oh, there's the other one. That's the one I really wanted to get to. You're, yeah. you're good. Uh, we had uh, our friend of the show again. Maybe this is why they feel like, you know, we're going to be biased. But right. I think you're ridiculous if you don't come on the show at this point and you want to reach young voters. Yeah. You know, maybe you're incumbent and you, you really feel like you're never going to be challenged and you'll never lose. You don't have to bother with the little people. But uh, I feel like this year might be different. And I'm just surprised, frankly. Uh, we've had, we have, you know, obviously we have a good amount of listeners, especially locally, right. uh, especially the tastemakers that are, you know, the people who endorse and raise money and who are part of these campaigns. Because and a lot of young people doing like, you know, yeah, the door younger door, generation that are the political leaders in Massachusetts right. in Boston and Boston Bernie Sanders listen crowd. to this show. Yeah. They're part of our community. They call in, you can hear them. And they're the ones who actually said, Hey, you're having Leland Chung on the show running against Pat Jalen. You got to have Pat Jalen on. We like Pat Jalen, right. and they and some of them were working for a campaign. They reached out to us, yeah, and, and we thought we had trying. her booked. We yeah. had her booked, and they canceled and they haven't rescheduled. Yep. And uh, we reached out again. We heard no response, and frankly, I'm surprised. I, and I think they're really stupid to do this because I'm reaching out as soon as the show's over to Le Leland and giving him more time because. That guy reaches out to us. That guy comes on the show. That guy actually stands up for marijuana legalization, which is our number one cause. And not just I support it a little bit or I support it in the past. I support it right now in the middle of this campaign with all these other politicians who are campaigning against legalization on the backs of patients. Right. So, I, you know, I, you know, Pat Jalen hasn't, hasn't, her campaign hasn't gotten back to us. Nope. So, it's dead air. Just like. If you, if you support <laughs> Pat Jalen, you want her on the show, and you want her to get some, yeah. tell her to come on the Young Jerks. Right. I'm sure she's got a contact info. Because I'm telling you, and the reason I'm bringing this up, I'm not just being petty people. There's a good reason, because right now what is happening is there is a blockade on our show on medical marijuana patients. This is about the campaign against legalization. And it comes from people who we thought were supporters of ours. 
And that, that you really need to start thinking about that. Jason Lewis, Charlie Baker, uh, you know, they were uh, Martin of Walsh. This group <laughs> has taken over even the supporters of our oh, side. Yeah. Do you see Mr. Rosenberg on our side right now? Senator Rosenberg, do you see any of the uh, city, the uh, state rep uh, from Cambridge, Dave Rogers? I don't see any of these people. Pat Jalen, what have they done right now for patients in Massachusetts? What have they done for the legalizations? They're doing nothing. No. What are they doing for the Canacare docs where this doctor has his license suspended for no good reason when they're legal, DPH is not legal? You know, and, and we're just going to keep having the renegades on. Alex Bendez, another guy that is doing great work oh, yeah. over in Quincy. Uh, and Aaron James, you know. And uh, right. uh, Mr. Sandersky over out in Lemonster. We're going to find more of those, too. And we're going to keep having the same ones over, over and over again. Because I'm sick of inviting these hacks that I know won't even come on. Because there's an organized campaign against anyone speaking the truth on these subjects. Right. And... Uh, Six one seven five hundred seventy one hundred. If you want to weigh in, why don't we talk about what, who we have in the studio? Maybe. Well, we got more people here that are very well uh, educated and up to date on this issue. We have our old friends of the show, and yeah, you know. and I'm almost sick of having them back, but we have the to usual have them back suspects because it's like, <laughs> and I don't say that as they're not good people. I like to see them. Yeah, but it's sometimes you know we do understand that you know we repeat guests, and sometimes it's good to have new guests all the time, but. They're the ones who are fighting, waging this campaign right now. And they're fighting a lot right now. So. And the other side, the cowards that I just called out, some of them, and you know, even the folks who were supposed to be on our side, they're not there. They're not, they're not fighting for it. They're not looking at it. They're not working for it. These guys are. Uh, so we're going to have them in again, of course. Right. Uh, I'm wondering if we want to take a quick break. And then come back with them. What do you think? Yeah, we yeah. If you want, yeah. All right. So we have. Uh, we we should say who we have. We 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 can tease it a little bit, but we can even <laughs> announce it. I mean, we have because uh, we we haven't done any promotion this week on the show, and I don't know if anyone knows what's going on, but there's been a <laughs> lot of stuff going on with uh, legalization of medical marijuana. Like I said, uh, we're going to go over some of the top stories this week, but we're also going to go uh, uh, talk about a bill that was proposed from a friend of ours that came on the show. Uh, through Senator Jason Lewis, another guy that's never been on our side, but all of a sudden was on our side for one right. one issue uh, related to the veterans and medical marijuana. And it was uh, our friend Stephen Mandilli, uh, the veteran who's been fighting with the governor, <laughs> yeah. trying to get the governor Sitting to meet him. Sitting on his lawn, basically. And just doing a peaceful protest and getting no good answer getting from the government. Yeah, getting blown off by the government. Uh, and he has got a law that actually, a uh, bill that we had hoped would become law, but uh, maybe not. And we're going to talk to him all about it. Uh, Stephen Mandeli, a veteran. Hey, thanks for having me back. This is great. Thanks for having, uh, thanks for being here. Yeah. As they I can't believe you're saying thank you to us. We no, say thank no, you to you. I know, he's doing so much work. As they deny me everything, I'm, it just forces me to learn more. So it's, it's, it's not a big deal. I don't sit on the negative side of it. And we also have uh, Nicole and uh, Michael from the Mass Patients Advocacy Alliance. Uh, I, they're the two people that run, you know, I, I think are running that group and Thank doing yeah. the most work with it and <laughs> keeping up to work. date on what they're doing. Yep. Uh, Nicole and Michael. So we're going to come back with all of them. We're going to talk about legalization. We're going to talk about medical marijuana. But we're definitely going to start with, number one, what the law is. Right. And what the DPH has interpreted the law, which is 
BS if you ask me. And number two, we're also going to talk about is the governor actually doing anything to help patients? How is the, you know, when, when Stephen went up to the office this week, what actually happened? Why are the state police and the police always the ones that uh, are, are presented to uh, our side when we want to just meet with our representatives? Why, why are they sticking the cops in our faces? Right, yeah. You know, people continue to think that there's no war in medical marijuana. How can you ignore it? If you're, if you're that much of a sucker, you know, best of luck. 617-500-7100. We're coming back. We're going to talk all about this. And hopefully we'll get your comments on it, right? Yeah. Yeah. We'll be back. Young Jerks. <laughs> We're back live on WEMF Radio. We're the Young Jerks. Herbie's shaking his head because he made me start twice. Oh, boy. Yep. You do that a lot to me, Herb. I never know if we're coming out. Honestly. Are we live or are we? Yeah. Only once in a while. Man. I know I'm not supposed to talk about this, but <laughs> this happens to me a lot. Yeah. Sorry. You're going to have to get this down, Herbie. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh. I'm a jerk today. That's just plain old jerk. Cranky. Yeah. Like you notice that? Yeah. You had too much sun today like us. We had yes. a Salem Pride Parade. Well, I think I got like a ninety minutes of sleep or something. It was like, oh man. Right. And Only I, a ninety-minute nap. Pretty much. I had a ton of sleep. Pretty much. I needed like four hours. I actually got sleep last night, and now I'm like, all it's thrown me off, man. I know. Usually I hate sleep you deprived. Right now. <laughs> We're opposite. Well, that's okay. Six one seven five hundred seventy one hundred. If you want to call in, we're live on WEMF Radio every Saturday at six p.m. It's the Young Jerks. You can also listen to us on uh, TuneIn, iTunes. We have a podcast. Yeah, we're everywhere. Yeah, uh, Google Play, um, Stitcher, of course. Subscribe, like us, follow us. We're on Facebook too. Yeah, we're keeping you the most up to date on all the local medical marijuana issues. Definitely the politics. The not politics. just you know, we're not just like a stash show or. Uh, sh- yeah. show where you're going to get strain reviews or do dabs. Nothing wrong with that stuff, yeah, but we're the, not that show. There have been dabs on there. Well, we've done dabs, but, yeah. you know, we're, we're the po- political show that's not afraid to touch dabs, all right? Right, right. We were the first contestant, uh, the first judges, remember, on Dab Wars? I think I was. <laughs> you and yeah, I? Yeah, yeah. It was fun. <laughs> but no one listens to me for dabs. They're listening to us for what we're talking about right now, which is Policy. the politics of what's going on at the state house. What's happening in the doctor's offices? What's actually going on? And that's what we're uh, going to get into again, right? Yeah, we've got a lot of that today. That's basically... And the, and, the, and the other big thing is the politicians who duck us. Yeah. Who book on the show and then cancel and then yep. don't give reschedule. Us, give us the cold shoulder. Am I a jerk for saying that? No. Are people in Somerville getting mad right now? Uh-huh. Some some might. Some are probably like, yeah, you're right, Mike Can Or Mike Crawford, whatever you call me. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I'm not getting blown up on Facebook today about it, so... I know. No one's mad yet. No one's mad yet. Maybe they're all on barbecues. Yeah, everyone's out, like, having a good time, except us here at the studio. I know, right? You know, we're, like, working hard still. Because we're mad. Yeah. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of talking about this medical marijuana. I'm sick of talking about Charlie Baker doing nothing. So let's get right into it. We have Michael Latulip here from Mass Mass Patient Advocacy Alliance. Nicole Snow, the executive director of that same group. Uh, and we also have Stephen Mendeli for Alternative Veterans Healing. Veterans Alternative Healing, Inc. Thank Close. you. That's good. V- vet, again. <laughs> vet, is it veteran or veterans? Veterans. Veterans Alternative Healing, yes. Inc. Yes. Almost got that. Yeah. I didn't write anything down, but I was close. It's like, oh, no, it's not VETA. It's VH. 
Yeah, yeah. Okay. You got va. it. This va. is va. Alright. I'll just go veterans. Yep. Veterans alternative healing. Easy. Yep. So uh we you know, you guys have been trying number one, Steven uh has been trying to get the governor to meet with him. He had a a couple meetings. We've talked a lot about that. We're gonna talk more about that. But the first thing I wanted to get to is because I've been saying this over the, la- the show the last few weeks, and I don't know if people get it, and even online, uh, what I'm really saying. But when I look at the initiative that was passed, and Michael, you reminded me of this. You, you, and I know Nicole's been looking into this, and uh, you've been wanting to play along with the DPH and the state and the governor to try to get some progress, and it looked good for you know maybe a short window, and it really turned bad late- lately. Uh, they're totally. I- I'm convinced the state. And all these politicians are colluding with law enforcement, with the prosecutors, uh, with the uh, drug treatment. The substance abuse. Yeah. yeah. The people that are making a lot of money. Yep. Uh, you know, for and against and all this crap. And it's, it's basically about the law and the regulations. And you've pointed out that the law for medical marijuana did not mention a patient registry. Am I correct on that? Well, it did, it does mention some form of registration, and it does mention some form of card. But what specifically is an issue at play here is a budget amendment in which they're basically enshrining what we would consider to be an illegal. No, but I want to go back to the law. We're skipping ahead because we're going to talk about that stuff. <laughs> but what does the law say? The law says that it wants you, Nicole, you have this. The law says, I mean, if we're talking specifically about the fees that patients have to pay, uh, the law says... No, I'm talking about the specific wording of the law, between the law and the initiative, just like we... There's several different sections of the law um, that we're talking about, the Humanitarian Character 2012. So um, the law, the regulations um, derived from the the Department of Public Health, written by the Department of Public Health, does not mar- match the spirit of the act. Yes. So there's Chapter 369, which is the law that we passed, and then there are the regulations that the DPH proposed, 105 CMR uh, 725, I believe. And they made one change in one word on uh, on that part of it, right? Yes, they changed. Uh, it doesn't. It doesn't say it, the, well, the Chapter law says qualified qualifying patient. patient. Right. The actual should have reg- access. Is yes, and the regulations they've changed it to say registered patient. Registered so qualifying. Patient. Registered qualifying patient. And it doesn't say anything about the state uh, requiring patients to pay fifty dollars to the DPH no. every year, does it? No. No. In fact, that's uh, not in the Section law. thirteen of Chapter three six nine o- states that the only fees that can be collected are those from dispensaries to keep the program revenue neutral. And this is kind of where uh, things come today, and why we, you know, had to, uh, you know, oppose a budget amendment. Uh, from Senator Jason Lewis uh, because of the fact that, you know, they weren't just trying to change the regulations. They weren't just trying to change... They were going to change the law. They were going to actually change for the Chapter first time. 369 for the first time. And, and it would sh- enshrine fees it for patients. Inf- it would enshrine the DPH practice, which is probably illegal. illegal a lot yes. of the right. actions that they're taking against patients. Is yes. That- so we, we feel that the fees that patients are currently paying, the $50 cards, are illegal. Uh, you should You should be getting those cards for free. Uh, and the dis- dis- the dispensaries, which we should have 35 open by now, right. should be paying fees that would cover the cost of the program, keeping it revenue neutral. So there should be no need for $50 fees to cards. Now, of course, we're in a situation now where there's only six dispensaries right. open 
two that are actually growing. So that w- we would consider that basically eight out of the 35 facilities are actually proceeding forward some f- two years after they were already supposed to be registered. So basically in those two years, 2014, they took all the money in from the registration fees. So if you look at the budget that the DPH did, 2014 looks like the way that it was intended. All the money that came in came from the registration fees. It wasn't until 2015 and 2016 when they started collecting money from patients, patients. and you can actually see it in their budget projections. They, right. they intend on generating over a million dollars this year alone, and I'm, we're pretty sure it's actually higher than that because there's been quite a number of patients registering in the program. So we think that this could feasibly be maybe even more than a million dollars. So let's talk about that because uh, this Jason Lewis uh, bill that you talked about was with Stephen, Stephen Mandilli. Yes. You had met with uh, Senator Lewis and when you were outside the state house with your sign asking to get a meeting with the governor when you were asking uh, for help for, you know, because we talked about this, that you were you're on opiates in the past for 10 years. Yep. Uh, you got you got an addiction to them from the VA giving them to you, and you've got a serious back injury. You have a cane. Uh, right, he's in pain. Exactly, and uh, you wanted access to medical marijuana. You wanted help. The cost there's VA's not covering it. It's very expensive, and uh, Jason Lewis offered to stick it into the budget. This budget, big budget that they're trying to pass. He had an amendment that would waive the fee, the $50 fee that we're talking about. The DPH forces patients every year to register and pay the DPH $50 to be a medical marijuana patient, to be able to get a card, to go to a dispensary. They were gonna waive it for veterans. And and Jason Lewis did this and we were all kind of scratching our head like, why is he all of a sudden helping patients when he's been against medical marijuana, he was against decrim, he's against legal. Uh, what do you? I mean, what do you have to say about this? Because where you at on it? It looks like Mass Patient Advocacy Alliance is now going to uh, oppose that law. Yep. It was it was all you know intended, hopefully, for you to help you know veterans like you. What do you think about this whole thing? Now, the, you know, they're saying that they're not going to support it because of the facts that uh, it might enshrine bad regulations and and help defend them in court and in law, which we don't like, but. You know, here's yeah. something that could help some people at the same time, may not help everybody, but, you know, maybe they don't get what they're looking for over at MPAA. What do you, what do you where are you at on this? I, I, I want nothing to do with it. I want it rescinded. I don't want it to become amended in any bill. Um, veterans, uh, we're not out to do anything better for ourselves without making it better for everyone else. We're not trying to help the system we're trying to help the patients so you have you told uh, senator lewis I, you don't like yes, this bill anymore I, I stopped in his office and yesterday. was it your idea to, to to put this up or was it his how did that come out uh we had a we had a few ideas to make things better uh, work better um every meeting i've had with uh senator lewis i've brought mpa i've brought nicole um with me right. because i want someone in there that's heard the other things before too not just myself because looking at the big picture i feel like I was told something positive because they were afraid to tell me something like no. Um, all along, I felt like this deal was kind of like a crumb. Um, I think right. even he kind of trying to yes. use you. I talked to him yes. on the phone. Uh, the latest civilized story I put out. I, I had to get a quote from him, um, and I had a long conversation with him one Saturday on my porch while I was smoking some good weed. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think he was, but I talked to him and uh, I asked him about the, you know the whole thing and. 
and he admitted that it wasn't enough. Right. He even admitted he, that it wasn't right. enough, but at least it was something, I believe, his, his viewpoint. Right. I mean, do you think this guy's like, like really meant to help you guys, or like, do you think he had a, ulterior motives on this? Because I really don't trust him at all, considering the whole thing I've been seeing from his it, office. And For me now, it's 50-50. I give him another shot. Um, maybe it wasn't on purpose. I'm not going to try to. Yeah, I'm not saying it was. I'm right, not saying. Right. I don't know either. I have uh, no idea what they're. I'm just saying, are. if you really want to help now, then how about you know, the fees we pay to get our cards, the two hundred dollars or whatever fee it is. How about the Massachusetts? We get. How about veterans get that back in our taxes? Why don't we get that back in our taxes? How about that money instead of the fifty dollars, which is, uh, like I, like I said, a crumb of that and how about we work with mass health to find a system for veterans and veteran patients and other patients to be getting affordable medicine on a sliding scale i mean myself you know i have a rating other people have a social security rating i have a va rating right and those are both federal so if the federal government sees us as this as this much in pain and this you know i have a brain injury ptsd all that then why is my only option something that's killing everybody Right. Opiates. Makes no sense. Right. Yeah. right. You still on the opiates? Uh, yes. You got the patch. Yep. It sucks. Yep. But that's what the uh, that's what the VA, the federal government, and the state government has told me what I should do. So let me follow up with Michael and uh, Nicole on this too. Do you have any reservations on? I mean, this could help some veterans getting rid of this fifty dollar fee. The whole and fee. maybe it goes nothing with what you're saying. I agree with you. You know, I agree yep. with you. But I just wonder how we can win on this. I think that, you know, if they want to, we could have done something uh, meaningful by amending the regulations themselves, a 105 CMR with the Department of Public Health. We didn't have to change Chapter 369 to get the end result that we see here. Yeah, but what, uh, who's, got, who's got the power to amend those regulations? DPH, and it seems like they're not we working with us the governor. So, from, I mean, need, isn't that kind of just not going to happen? We need help from the legislators, the ones that support us. We don't need any more resistance or nonsense out in the field where we're trying to implement a program for patients. Do you feel like Jason Lewis is, is uh, helping or is he full of nonsense? Like what? I'm, I'm not sure who's like trying to help him honestly, uh, you know, get support from the medical marijuana group because, you know, we want to work with him and have the medical program supported um, and not lambasted out um, in areas where they need access. Uh, Ann Goby is one of our supporters. And yeah, I want to talk about that. Yeah. Ann Goby, right? Um, the state senator came out uh, at a dispensary at a town. Uh, what what town was this in? Sturbridge. And Sturbridge, they, they read the special Senate report that uh, the marijuana committee wound up writing. And the newspaper story was crazy because uh, they were like, like, they even called it out almost like you know in a straight newspaper speak it was like they scared the crap out of everybody it was like the state right. senator and a state rep went in there and they cha- like the the town of spurt durbridge had uh, signed a non-opposition letter uh, for the medical marijuana to go in there which is it's needed at this point to right. get a dispensary in your city of town is uh, the government whether it's a city council uh, whether it's the selectmen they have to sign this letter and vote on it and it already passed and these two hacks went in, and she's <laughs> supposed to support us, Ann Goby, the state senator. She, right. signed, she signed House 2065, an act to protect patients last year, so we thought that she was like a full-on supporter of medical marijuana patients. And it turns out she's not. 
Uh, she doesn't. I'm not she sure that she. Yeah. Um, yeah. And she's basically saying all this crap about legalization, and it's like you're you're here for le you're talking about legalization, Medi scaring people, but it's medical marijuana dispensary. You're hurting patients. She doesn't like what ha have you talked to her since like that we story came out, out so outrageous. We reached out to the office the very next day. Um, we saw the article about uh, what happened, and you know basically the selectmen and Sturbridge called. Uh, and Gobi out to read the special Senate report, but I think she added some exaggeration on the side that did not help us. And plus, this is a medical marijuana applicant, a facility for medical marijuana. She has constituents that are patients yeah. that are waiting for access. Right. And How many of them voted yes on, on the question to pass medical marijuana in Massachusetts? Two to one, at least, maybe even higher in her district. Yep. It's unbelievable right. that these hacks are getting away with this. So we were she should really be disgusted. Yeah, yeah, so we think that, honestly, she could have... If she's fearful of adult use facilities, there's certain ways that they can do it legally. Absolutely. You know, with the zoning board and all sorts of things to and prevent... And host agreements. Yeah, host agreements. There's all sorts of ways to mitigate the concerns that she had. So her going out and kind of stopping a medical marijuana facility from proceeding was just uncalled for. I think it shows that she really has no true understanding of what is going on and you know with the senate is that a report touch? yeah she probably i don't know if she she must have read it but obviously what she was st saying was her interpretation of the report but yeah. we don't know if somebody also had spoken to her right. about the report somebody read it oh, to her. No. oh i'm sure that jason lewis and his whole team and the governor's i mean these folks are all working together in my opinion we feel it um we do feel sort of blackballed and it's funny the people you right think now. are on your side now uh up at the state house are clearly not on our side at all. Even the, it's it's insane what's so, happening right now. So I want to go back to Charlie Baker. Yep. Yes. Because you all went up there uh, this yeah. week, uh, yesterday I believe. Yep. And you again, uh, I know Stephen's trying to get the governor to come to your fundraiser. Yes. <laughs> You're trying to get him to meet you there because he he stiffed you a number of times. You showed yes. up at his house. Yep. You showed up uh, you there at the state me. house. You oh, slept man. You How'd that go? Too. Yeah, I was there, too. That was great. Well, um, and I felt it that day. when we Right. The co there was only one cop there, but he was definitely staring at me, definitely checking us out. Like, you know, like, ooh, one person showed up to support Steven, so now we got to stare at him. Yep. Like, I could feel like that kind of... You know, I've been in a lot of these uh, types of events, and I could feel more tension than usual. And I can understand, because it is at the governor's house. But, uh, you know, there's a certain line. We didn't cross that line. We were very nope. peaceful. There was only two of us. Right. We got our sign. And it's and, and if they really look at it, it's really uh, personal. We want to say, hey, governor, just meet with us. Talk to us for a second while you're driving by. Right. We're not like, uh, you know, 50, 100 people trying to, you know, throw right. toilet paper on the lawn. We were very respectful when we were there. And, and you were, I know you always are. But this week again, you went, because uh, you're trying to get a meeting, and, and so far, let's talk about what happened, uh, recap. <laughs> you uh, met him, he said he'd meet with you. Uh, he, he never followed up, he never would you know, schedule the meeting. Yep. So you started sleeping outside the state house, you got a little bit of press. Mm -hmm. uh, Jason Lewis came out, offered this little bill. Yes. Uh, and then uh, the governor offered a, supposedly a meeting, you thought you had a meeting. Uh, you went to the meeting, and it wasn't with the governor. It was the head of public safety in Massachusetts, which is a big office, right. and the governor sent him. But it's also, again, kind of a weird thing where uh, they're sending cops to talk to us. We want right. to talk to the policymakers. Right. We want to talk to the legislators. We want to talk to the PR people. We're not really looking to talk to the opposition because they're right. never going to agree with us. Right. Um, and so that's who we sent. 
Yep. Uh, you weren't happy with that, obviously. Nope. You went back outside the state house. You went back out, and that's when you went outside his house. Yes. Um, has there been any progress in meeting with him? And you went up to the state house and invited him to your event. Any yes. progress? What happened there? Um, there? There's been no progress. It actually started before. The whole thing started when I filed. I, I did the thing online. I set up a meeting with him. It never happened, so I started calling every day for a week. Then I finally got a meeting with the aides, and it was when I left the meeting with the aides that I ran into the governor at an event that they were hosting, <laughs> and I said to him, you know, I'd like to talk to you, but I don't want to do this in passing. Right. Um, and he agreed after everything I told him about the opiates, the marijuana, everything. He was like, okay, yes, as I agree. This is something we should, we should definitely sit down and talk about. So I and gave he had even made a <laughs> statement at one point that right. it may be helpful to the Herald, which was awesome. Right. We thought it, maybe he was coming yeah. around. Right. So, I mean, so now... It's wherever I go, no matter um, if it's at the state house or the governor's house. It's the um, it's the state troopers that are there to talk to me, um, and I totally support them. I, I've got I've, I and you're friendly. I with have them, a lot actually. of friends that are in law yeah. enforcement. Um, one of his personal security details, um, he shows up because he needs to tell everyone the situation's okay because I'm not doing anything wrong. You know as, as as much as a stereotype might be out there as, you know, uh, you know, a veteran that has PTSD and he's hurt and he's a prior drug addict, you know, maybe that's what they're afraid of. But I'm also a father of two little girls, a dedicated husband, loyal husband, um, and just someone who wants to help people. So I don't know why that gets overlooked. That's stigma. You're, uh, you know, you're recovered. It's mm -hmm. stigma. Yep. So uh, you went up to the state house again this week. Yesterday. yesterday yeah how did they uh greet you like you went to two you went to yeah. the governor's main office and the yeah. constituent services tell right. us how it went do you, if we started off with senator lewis's office oh i wanted to tell him i didn't want anything to do with this what did he say <laughs> did you talk uh, to him or we, we talked to his staff and Dennis. it was it was very uncomfortable in the office to begin with they had uh posts on the wall making fun of marijuana no way yeah. really i'll send you the picture yep no way yeah. dennis burke is a buzzkill with wow. a picture from the, the metro, metro with a bunch of pictures of he marijuana wrote the report cannabis he he typed out yeah. the report after everybody so know. so as we're walking to the elevator a fire alarm went off in the building everybody out of the fire everyone out of the of the building it was a long time before the fire department showed up. I feel like that was nothing to do with any sort of fire. It was a... Uh, wow. If you need to leave, you should leave now because this person's here and we know no it one wants to talk to It was a minute after we left. Literally, we wow. didn't even get a chance to get in the elevator. Was it just that the whole state The whole state house. The whole state house evacuated like a minute after we walked out. Oh, my God. That's weird. So then we get... Okay, <laughs> we left. You. Oh, my gosh. Talk about <laughs> so timing. So we went to lunch. So like at that point, we're kind of like, huh, that's a little weird, but yeah. uh, I don't want to sound like a conspiracy thing. Yeah. So we go, you know, we can do our that's thing. That's what I'm worried about. So then we go right. back in there, okay? And then we finally get into uh, the, the constituent <coughs> services for the governor's office. He says it's constituent services, but it says governor's office right on the door. So, um, you know, we're talking to them, dropping off the letter, and, and we were telling them An that. invitation to invite No, them. no, this was even, no. this was about that. This was about, oh, okay. I wanted to rescind my approval okay. of that, and I didn't, I, you know, that's not my work. I to don't want to do that. constituent services of the governor's office. Right. Okay. But while I'm in there, you know, I know everyone in there because they yes. know who I am, yeah. I know who they are. So I asked to talk to the head of constituent services, and named John Tapley. Um, he's repeatedly told me over the phone that the governor doesn't have time. Doesn't have time. He's too busy. So I wanted to talk to him because this past week I spent a lot of I spent four days out in San Francisco, and I was you know I've met with people in politics there that wanted me to move out there and do everything there, 
And then I come back here and I'm talking to this guy and to John Tapley. He's telling me he has no time. He has no time. And then his partner there is like, well, we don't even do the schedule. And I'm like, well, how are you telling me he doesn't have time if you don't even know? They were the visibly panicked. They were the most timid people I've wow. ever seen. So John Tapley, when I pull out my phone to record him, they'll be like, yeah, can you guys just tell me this? Because I think people need to hear this. So he runs back into the yeah. other office. <laughs> they don't like when you're... He hightails it. And then when he comes back, all of a sudden, two state troopers come wandering oh, in. Oh, boy. So I'm like, all right, this guy's afraid. So I'm, I'm like, all right, well, who's your supervisor if I can't talk to you? He's like, uh, I don't have one. Okay. And his friend's like, we, it, her name's Mindy. So we get the first name and we're like, come on, dude. Like, just, you Give know. Give her the last name. I'm like, listen, if you can't see this any other way, I'm a disabled veteran asking you for someone's name that you work for. It's public knowledge. Please don't make me have to go Google it to find out. Meanwhile, 30 seconds later, Nicole's like, I found it. <laughs> we're like, is this your boss? He's like, yeah. yeah. I'm like, well, thanks for nothing, buddy, you know? <laughs> so like, I... I you know, I've been around to City Hall and stuff like that, and I understand constituent service, and they're like front-end services, and they're, they were falling all over the place. I think it's worth a complaint that, you know, the gentleman couldn't uh, give us his uh, supervisor's name. It's discrimination, too. It like, was discrimination. I saw the whole thing. He was sitting down I the entire time. I sat down time. in the corner. There was no reason it was inappropriate to call he the state police. He called the state troopers in the room. There's two state troopers in there with us. It was very strange. And they were looking at him like, what are you doing, kid? Wow. State <laughs> troopers were? Yep. Oh. And then as, when we left that office, you know, they were creeping around the hallways, oh, yes. looking around the corners and stuff. Who, the cops were? Yes. Wow. They um, stayed a distance, a right. longer and distance. And they didn't say anything to me, which I found out afterwards was on purpose because... The people that work in that state house that aren't politicians living in nice places and stuff, they're working class people. They they understand. Um, That's would, what I want to say. We too. would go in there, yeah. and, and they the same with the police. Like yep. you know, when when we you know, I got friends who are police on my uh, Facebook page that I grew up with, and uh, some of them stay friends, and some of them unfriend me because of some of the stuff we get into here. But I always like you know, if it ever comes up or I get a chance to talk to them, I always like to say you know. There's a difference to me between the invested interest in the high top of law enforcement right. and the rank and file. Oh, right. yeah. There's a big difference. And, yeah. and, and yeah. I'm not going after every rank and file. I'm going after the politicians of the police, you know, the boss's boss's boss. Yep. You know, I mean, that's who they're sending us to. And now, th those are the <laughs> right. ones who send out the orders. Right. Like, you know, I don't Trickles get, down, I, yeah. I don't get in, you know, mad at individual officers for enforcing laws. Right. Well, I mean, you can, because sometimes they don't enforce. Well, I don't get mad at all officers for what one officer might do. A lot of them are do. just following what they're, whatever their right. superiors are. They had no I get mad at them when they, they beat people up. Like, you know, there's right. a lot of law enforcement individuality. that That's individuality. That's people in every. It's a rotten barrel. It's a rotten barrel, not a rotten apple. There's bad doctors. There's just bad people. There's a lot of bad cops. So let me ask you guys all a question. Uh, Charlie Baker, is he doing anything ever to help a medical marijuana patient in Massachusetts? Not with me. Well, no. I mean, you know, this, this is really tough because he's done a lot of things to, to help the program along that the like DPH what? hasn't uh, given waivers and, you know, move things along. But it's In like, the beginning. Yeah. But have any, like I've heard recently from like when I was talking to Michael Cutler, the lawyer, He's he not helping. No. He said that the mm. dispensaries have all been in this phase, that the new ones that are, there's a bunch of them that have tried to, you know, fill in the right, spaces right. for the 35 that we need. And they're just hanging And they're just out. hanging there. They yep, haven't yep. moved them. 
They haven't said, you know, nothing's happening. We're wondering nothing. if they're even active uh, nonprofit. You know, know, like, are they even doing anything? Have they done anything? Yeah, there's a lot of dispensaries that have received licenses that we have not even heard have any intention of opening. Oh, right. We're a little concerned about that because we're like, well, where are they? And since they've they just- had their license for two years and they haven't built a facility yet, I mean, are they when ever going to open They were maybe trying to invest... Uh, I don't know the specific names of the facilities, but if you can go to the DPH website and see the first people who got the provisional licenses and most of them haven't opened. I mean, there's, it's kind of like, well, they've been, now they've had their license for two or three years. What are they waiting for? uh, Right. They paid a lot of money for those. the cost, what, it's what not worth What could be happening in, in politics in, in uh, you know, six months' time that they might be waiting for uh, before they start building their facility? Maybe they're Legal? waiting for November. <laughs> well, maybe. So know, that maybe. they know the full story so yeah. that they can... Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. I mean, is the governor going to do... Let me refine that question. You bring that right back. Is the governor going to do anything? We need... Over- are any of these politicians going to do anything to help, you know, even... Let's talk about... Uh, you know, Ann Goby, uh, let's talk about uh, Jason Lewis, let's talk about Baker, let's talk about uh, Pat Jalen, uh, 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 Mr. Rosenberg. Are any of them going to even make a statement in any way supporting medical marijuana at this point uh, no. yeah. I think prior to no. November of 2016? Right now, I think we're in a pretty difficult situation because marijuana is such a hot topic until November. Right. Even our supporters like Senator Rosenberg are probably going to bow That's out. That's so Who's, That sucks. Who's in charge of the DPH? Who runs that? The program, um, uh, the medical marijuana program. Secretary of Health and Human Services, yeah. uh, Mary Lou Sutters, and then uh, Commissioner Monica Burrell. Under, right. under, who, all, we, under who? Yeah, under, under the governor. Under the right. governor. So the DPH is working for the Steven's governor. Steven's asking the question. So like the DPH, actually. who called me and threatened me with if I get pulled over crossing state lines, it's a federal offense and they can't help me. The DPH, who also told me that instead of going across state lines, I should get every veteran to get their card and then also get their caregiver card so we can all help each other. We just don't <laughs> know why people are pushing patients to get this card. Yeah. Like, this is... It, we hear it everywhere, and you know what? The, mo- the the biggest complaints that we've been getting is that it's impossible to pay for the card. Uh, people have been trying to get their fees waived. Yep. Uh, yeah, it's a major obstruction to get into these dispensaries. Yeah, it used to only be a mass health card to get the fee waived for the medical marijuana card. Now you have to show a statement for the year, which no one's that even knows exists. I mean, if if it does exist, we don't know. Mass health might send some sort of document once a year to you, um, but. That is now what the DPH requires. And what they're basically saying is that until you get that document, you pay the pay. $50. Oh, and we'll give you the money later. The sure they will. We need number more one, Number two, uh, it's, it's so I like that Stephen brought that back because not only is Governor Baker not helping, uh, the, his DPH is making it worse for patients. And we've been seeing that. The right. roadblocks. Illegal. They're going after the doctors. Scaring the doctors. Yep. Yeah. Um, Taking away licenses. Taking away suspended licenses. I'm, I'm working with a veteran right now who went to this last can of care event that was awesome to get his uh, his card. Where they gave him free recommendations. The, the way the, for the, VA. the fees were waived. I mean, yep. Veterans. Yep. For, for medical marijuana. Who then went to the, did everything through the DPH online this week. And they charged him twice. And the woman that was worked that he called and waited for a half hour about four different times. Oh, wow. Told him that he, he, he might get his money back. It might be a little while, though. 
Like <laughs> what kind of system is that? Yeah. And it was never supposed to be charged to the patient. It was supposed to be charged to the dispensary. So right. the, right. the slow rollout is actually obstructing access for patients. And we should be angry right now. And we should be asking our representatives to represent medical marijuana patients just like they said that they were going to do. And if they don't, just call their office nonstop and get your friends to. Just like Steven does yep. until they yeah. get uncomfortable and when you show up with a cane and sit down in their office. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Let me ask you again, uh, Stephen, because you brought up uh, and you mentioned it before too. Yeah. The DPH actually called you as yeah. a medical marijuana patient about yeah. what you were doing. What? Yes. On your Facebook page? Wow. No, they, they called they me on the phone How after they, my first meeting with the with uh, Senator Lewis. I'm not sure how far back ago that was, but they called me and told me this. But then this they is told what, you what? Say what they told so you. So they told me. Who called you? Did you have a name? I don't have the name okay. because. I, I, I'm a mess when I, they okay. called me out of the blue. I wasn't ready for anything. Sure. So they called me and told me that if I continue to go to Rhode Island to get my medications and keep crossing the border, that that's illegal federally. So federal law will then come into play and they're not going to be able to help me out. <laughs> and then they told Someone me. Someone was worried about you. Right. I know. Thank you. But very, why? very but weird. Right. We've we never like heard why? of a patient getting called from the DPH. Yeah, that's crazy. So I've never heard of. I never heard of uh, legal advice yeah. from the Department of Public right, Health yeah, to yeah, patients. Right. Is un- heard that. Unheard of. So yeah, then yeah. they go ahead and keep telling me, you know, I should get every veteran that I get to get their card to get their caregiver card too. There's another fee to get your caregiver card. Ah. Another fee that's not supposed to be yeah. taken by the state. Yeah. So, so, they're, so they were calling you to try to get you to to work for them, right? So then it comes back. <laughs> then it comes back into play oh, where now it makes sense. They're like, we need more fees from patients. Yeah. We, we don't want to open any more. That fifty dollars means more to How the patients they, me, than it does to the Department of Public Health, and the fees for definitely. medical marijuana yeah, facilities bucks, is fifty thousand dollars yeah. a year. So, so let me ask you, Stephen. Again, why did they know that you were going down? I must have they, told them I, because I'm an open book about the things. I'm not trying yeah, to hide it. Were you talking to them? No, like I, don't. I don't get that. Like, how do they know? Well, they obviously are, are paying attention to me. I go down to, and it's legal in Rhode Island. It's just not legal to come home I think home they're following your Facebook. Oh, well, listen. When I left here last time, when I was on your show, what, two weeks ago? Yeah. I got out of here late. I got down to where I go in Rhode Island. Um, I'll say it because it was totally, it's totally legal when I go down there. It's called Gold Coast Studio. It's in Rhode Island in Providence. It's a, a lounge where you can, where the, they have patient to patient in Rhode Island. So sure. I meet people, I meet the growers, and they're the ones in the community that have been helping me out with, right. you know, I get medicine for next to yeah, nothing. the politicians and the right. EPH and the So I go there last week, community does. and I'm told that there were uh, unmarked Massachusetts cars writing down license plate numbers in the parking lot. Oh, of course. Um, and there were police all inside of this place. Oh my so gosh. So then on my way home... Um, I take a different way home to because I'm paranoid like that, and that's you right, know, what, right. Was, what we were trained to do. So I notice that right at the border, there's two cops with two SUVs pulled over, right or, right along the border. So I take my exit and go home a different way because this is exactly what they told me they're not going to help me out with, and here it is happening. <laughs> right. As as people start paying attention to what I'm doing. Crazy. Wow. And we've had the cops swarming here lately, too, so. <laughs> I don't want to be no conspiracy theory on that no. one. <laughs> I'm just telling what people just, happens. You know, I like to go on what we can definitely document and uh, right. just some of the weird stuff. Uh, I mean, the whole thing with the governor sending the head of the state police, basically, to meet with you. That is bizarre. That's why it's great that Nicole, Michael, and Jeremiah were there with me yesterday because they saw it. They felt that it was weird and 
I leave there. I leave there sometimes wondering: Is this? Am, am I? Re- is this something in my head, or is this? Right, right. Happening? Check it. Yeah, no, check. Yeah. There was a night and day difference between how they treated Nicole versus Stephen. And it was place. only the people that were fr- that were, because everyone else we talked to, I know, I notice when we go in, I I shake hands with everyone I meet in there, and they always stand up to shake my hand, and they love to meet you. Yeah, they right. like me, and then the people that have to, you know. I know I you're, know. you're you're a very gracious, nice man. Right. I mean, I, it's surprising. Like even when you're protesting, uh, you know, people like you. Like it's right. like uh, I just yeah, talk I think, to everybody. I know. I'm just sharing facts and knowledge. Yep. When you left, there was a uh, the there was a woman talking to us in the car. Yeah, she was great. And then the state trooper came over. She waited for like ten minutes. She still talked to me after you left. After the cop left, turns out she was a veteran too. Um, wow. And then the cops came back over and was like, well. You know, this is getting out of here now because, you know, it's causing traffic. I'm looking around. I'm like, yeah. wow. there's nobody yeah. looking to yeah. cut through this neighborhood yeah. at all. There's yeah. no one here. Just like when the state trooper showed up. I was leaving for a minute to go get something to eat and find a bathroom. And I noticed three cruisers come flying up the street. And I'm like, there's nothing going on here except for some guy standing outside with a sign. Crazy. And I get back and there's four cruisers and seven troopers standing walking around his house. I really think that they're overblowing the issue. I mean, we, you know, Stephen Mandeli has incorporated his organization right. and he represents the veterans of Massachusetts seeking alternative healing. Patience. So, patience. Like, and, you know, we're just doing our thing. And that's why I'm telling you that we're feeling it too, was because we've had. Um, politicians and aides not want to talk to us all of a sudden recently. Gee, really? Does that yes. happen? Yeah. Like uh, a state senator that the, There's on been a big change recently. <laughs> That's why right. I tell everyone, you know, the next six months, you know, watch your back because... Well, I think they should watch their on. back because I think Mike Conley, uh, Alex Bendez, uh, Aaron James, uh, uh, Mr. I think some of these folks that we're, we've been having are uh, Leland Chung. Right. I, I think that they some of these guys might win, and I and I hope that and they might they do win, and I hope it inspires a lot more people to run the next time and start winning because I think we need to get rid of some of these incumbents, and I think yeah. for for sure, they, for this sure. proves it, and it gets me like you know if I hadn't moved this year I would have been running in Cambridge I would have been running against my rep, awesome. uh, you know or state senator I think Conley's got the rep so I would have gone against the state senator in my district, but. Uh, you know, or, or Leland Chung's running against Pat Jalen, and I was actually really um, saddened by Pat not coming into uh, the studio to talk because that's the kind of um, avoidance we're seeing. It's suddenly right. they wind up talking to someone, and then they're like, "Oh, you know, marijuana is a hot topic." But we're going back to the people that have said that they support medical marijuana. And yeah, they aren't our opponents. They don't yeah. because they yeah. don't talk to us. The special Senate committee report that was generated by these people is subjective conjecture at best. The people who wrote it are not constitutional scholars, and they have absolutely zero concept of what's going to happen after November. And so what they've done is basically created a document that's spreading fear and misinformation amongst totally. all the senators, yeah. yep. Yep. turning art the people. And you know what? You know what's a shame too on that is that the uh, we, we are going to take a break real quick, but uh, the the media in Boston is not exposing the lies because they continue to say teen drug use is going oh, up geez, in Colorado, yeah. and all of these studies just came out in the last the, yeah week. they haven't, and even in the past, but more and more studies. 
uh, the campaign to reform marijuana like alcohol, ha if you go on their Twitter page, you're going to find the real news. And the real news is that marijuana use has not gone up in Colorado for teens. And that marijuana use was already high in Colorado before legalization. Right. And it's not going up. It's becoming blasé. It's becoming a thing where the parents do it. It's kind of like Facebook. And overdose has gone you know, down. You, you know where Facebook started uh, kind of you know jumping the shark and not being as cool anymore? Is when the kids were like, I don't want to be on Facebook anymore because my parents are. My right. parents are embarrassing me. They're following everything I do on Facebook. I, I want to go to find <laughs> another social network where my parents are. That's the way the pot thing has become That's true. Yes. in Colorado. And if you really want to you know, reduce the stigma and reduce uh, the kids wanting to use it, make it legal. It's so yeah. obvious. The science yeah. shows it. Uh, it's 617-500-7100 is the phone number. I'm preaching to the choir as usual, but yeah. <laughs> we're going to take a break. Uh, my name is Mike Crawford. She's Lauren, Lauren Bespiza. Yeah, yeah. say your name, too. <laughs> you can, too, right? We can both say it. Yeah, you did it right this time. Frankie and I used to have this thing where we, I don't know, we, we Frank and I were funny. He, he's like, uh, uh, whatever. Yeah. I'm not going to go back to Frank. Frank. I, I, Lauren, I like having you here. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a slow day. So. It's been a slow day? Yeah. Yeah, but we're filling in. Yep. And it's almost 7 p.m., uh, we're here every Saturday at 6 p.m. where the Young Jerks is Lauren and I. Sometimes Rhodes is here. He's out doing... Yeah, he's you know been what out he's for doing? a little bit. What uh, is he doing? He's got like a he's, full agenda. He's yeah, a, he's got a couple of things he's doing, a couple of campaigns. Our sidekick is very busy. Yes, <laughs> our uh, on-air talent. On-air talent, <laughs> our, our comedy guy, our just... A, he's a research guy. guy. Fundraiser my, for Orlando victims and a fundraiser for Haiti relief in Brockton. Oh, oh nice. nice. I, I got to like that. Good job, Running around saving the world. But I'm, I'm, yeah. At the same time, I'm, I'm upset because I don't have anyone to kick around with it. Yeah, right. Yeah, we're hoping he comes out on Monday. No one's... No, I, I can't blame anyone for all my... Oh, yeah, we haven't mentioned that, though, the press conference. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're going to mention that in a minute. Right, so we're going right. to talk about, uh, again, uh, there's a bill at the State House. What is this bill called, Michael? Uh, oh, it's an it's this a budget isn't a budget amendment. amendment. So okay, this is not right. even that's a bill. That's right. Thank you. It's one of those sneaky it gets stuffed backdoor into the budget. Ways. Yeah, and it's basically to, again we talked about to waive the fee for veterans that that uh, medical marijuana right now. If you want the uh, recommendation, you have to pay the DPH to get the card after you get the recommendation, uh, and it's a fifty dollar fee. You have to pay the DPH. Uh, it's ridiculous every year. Yep. Uh, I'm not paying my renewal this year. It's I got a card. I'm not paying it. I'm sick of. I'm not paying. I'm not giving the DPH. I don't care. Another fifty bucks. No way. <laughs> and uh, Stephen wanted. You know, uh, was working with Jason Lewis, and uh, got this bill up, and it would waive the fee for their veterans. We were very excited, but now we have a lot of concerns about yes. it. And you guys are going to do a press conference, uh, and we're going to talk. We're going to come back, and we're going to talk about that press conference on Monday, and it's uh, all in relation to this uh, budget amendment and. Uh, we're going to squash it, unfortunately. It stinks that uh, something we hoped would be a little progress uh, probably isn't. And now you guys, the Mass Patient Advocacy Alliance, are going to come out against it on Monday, and we're going to talk more about that. Uh, so we'll be right back. If you want to call in, you can do so as well, 617-500-7100. With the Young Jerks, we'll be right back. Can Care Docs, compassionate, compliant, confidential. And we're back. This is Lauren Pespiza with the Young Jerks. And uh, we have a couple of closing remarks and a few more announcements at the end of the show. We're here every Saturday, 6 to 7.30 p.m. on WEMF Radio. Sometimes or, a little later. Sometimes a little later. Probably not today, though. Yeah, no, not today. <laughs> and um, I'm here with, you know, Mike Can as always. and uh, Or Mike Crawford now. Yes. 
<laughs> whichever way you want to call me. Yep, whichever way you want to slice it. And, but, uh, and the story I just wrote, uh, uh, Mike Crawford, it's, uh, I, I definitely want to make sure we get that in there today. Uh, Civilized just put out my latest story. United Boston legalization opponents include Doctor Who Blame Marathon Bombing on Cannabis. Oh, boy. You read about uh, this loony Dr. Uh, DuPont, Robert DuPont. And you can also read about another doctor in Massachusetts who runs the uh, Physician Health Services. His crazy statement, uh, which is under the umbrella of the Mass Medical Society, who is so uh, highly esteemed and vaulted in the Boston media, they're never questioned on their craziness <laughs> at, that, at those institutions. I, I get into it a little bit. Uh, drug testing king, kingpin has uh, joined a lawsuit against the legalization initiative. Oh, uh, lovely. You know, these guys have so much uh, pay-to-play going on. It's, it's ridiculous. And Jason Lewis uh, was one of the state senators that signed on to that lawsuit. So I got him uh, a quote. And he was distancing himself uh, from uh, the statement of uh, Dr. Robert DuPont. Uh, I, wisely, I might add. Um, you know, it just it's really interesting to see who, you know, I just peeled back the onion a little bit. I could have gone a much deeper dive because there's tons of uh, tons of this stuff going on. There's a lot of uh, pay-to-play in the doctor's business. Yeah, you you are against marijuana legalization. You're against marijuana, and you're the number one drug testing kingpin for marijuana. Top six firm uh, you uh, started uh, for drug testing for these big corporations. There's a lot of that going on, uh, even locally. So. Uh, we're starting to uh, focus on that. I would love to see the rest of the Boston media actually do their job and start questioning some of this stuff. You know, it's it's just the facts are one way. They report uh, just stuff that's not facts because the other side says it. Uh, they don't look at any of the conflicts of interest. They keep talking about big marijuana. But how about uh, big marijuana drug testing? How about uh, big marijuana prosecutions? How about, you know... We can keep going here, right, but you right. get the point. So check it out on Civilized. We also uh, wanted to go back to the what were we going to talk about? Well, about Mass this? Patients Advocacy Alliance yes. having a big uh, press conference on Monday. Yes, and what wh I, we've kind of talked about that, but I want right. if people are just checking in right now. Uh, what is that about Nicole and Michael on Monday? You're opposing a budget amendment. Budget amendment. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I, I was going to call it a bill again. Mm -hmm. <laughs> budget amendment. Uh, that would reduce the fee, would, would actually get rid of the yep. wave, yeah, get rid of the fee. Thank you again, Nicole. Yep. Would waive the fee uh, for veterans, uh, for the DPH to get a medical marijuana the, uh, uh, recommendation card. It's $50 the veterans have to pay to the state, the DPH, uh, and everyone has to pay. So, yeah, we wanted to have a press conference on Monday at 1.30 to be very clear about this message, um, that we're in opposition of this budget amendment, and we are inviting Stephen Mandilli from Veterans Alternative Healing so that he can be a part of their conference. Uh, we don't want folks to look at this and see that, you know, this might be a good thing and um, potentially vote on it or support it without realizing that it could uh, torpedo our medical marijuana program. and. So we just want to get the message out that we're in opposition to it. Um, Veterans Alternative Healing, uh, he, they want to express their own message about the budget amendment. You know, it's really important that the veterans play a primary role in this. Uh, oh. We want the veterans to play a primary role in the press conference so we can highlight their issues as well. 
Uh, so not only are we going to be opposing the budget amendment, but we are going to be making the veterans issue, you know, at the top of the press conference. So, mm -hmm. I mean, is there again? I, I brought this up before, but I'll bring it up again. Uh, a concern that you're, you know, ignoring something that's on the table that could help some veterans, even though, you know. It's you know, and, and 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 I'm still again unsure on the like. I, I feel like the law definitely is one way, and the regs don't match the law. But what can be done? Like, what what, what could actually happen? To, like, to get rid of this fifty dollar fee? I know that we talk about getting rid of it. Yeah. So political pressure is key, and obviously this press conference is going to put a lot of pressure on the Department of Public Health. But that Health. pressure hasn't yielded they anything. Need to I mean, they need to open more facilities we, to support the program. Right, the right. The $50 from patients means more to, than to the program. It's a drop in the bucket for the program. If they just rolled out the program right. as they were supposed to, then they would have a revenue-neutral program. Yeah, this they, is wrong. They need to implement the law before they go about changing it, and especially through a backroom way like a budget amendment where right. we know that the vast majority of the legislators likely didn't actually see this yeah, it's no one kind of they're on only it. people that actually vote on it there's six a uh, budget budget conferees three representatives and three senators actually decide on 40 billion dollars and <laughs> how it's going to be spent in the next That's year democracy. and so yeah. this budget amendment i think there's only like three or four uh there's probably a lot more than that actually but this one specifically is uh one that is just adding this language into our law and we think that that is very strange that they didn't try and change, you know, the regulations or first. something first. Why did they go straight for Chapter 369 passed by voters? It would, it would make it so that we can't harp on anything, that we won't be able to t say that, you know, they're not in compliance, that they need to open more facilities, that we're going to validate this fee for patients. And we were opposed to it to begin with. I remember, remember um, Matt Allen himself opposed the fees. Yeah, so this is, we've opposed the fees as MPAA since 2013. So it's coming to a head now, though, and I think that the press conference, the political pressure we're going to be putting on should generate some interest. Where and is it? Where is the press conference? It's going to be in front of the State House at 1.30 p.m., and we're inviting other representatives as well. Do you think anyone will join you? We invited Senator Jason Lewis, who said that he's going to retract the amendment, uh, so we would hope that maybe he would come out as well and speak and say he just didn't know that this was going to have such a negative impact on the law. So that's our hope anyway. Interesting. Um, uh, you, you also expecting maybe some press, hopefully? Yes, I would as assume so. Weed leads, as we like to say. So uh, when people see marijuana, anything, they tend to show up. Nice. And what about, uh, I want to go back to uh, Senator Ann Gobi. Mm -hmm. I mean, have you ever seen anything like that in your life where these reps come out to... Um, you know, a, a government body that isn't even their own. No, and, and they, they come out to a, a to local town. It was like the 17th century, late 17th century in Salem. It's That's the witch hunt all over again. Wow. Just like with Doctor yeah. Nadonley, it's the same thing. And they're using uh, the medical report. marijuana patients to to campaign against legal. Is my that's what it seems like. Just like, like in, in the right witch on that? trial, they they there was usually there was a set of books that they all looked at. You know, to, <laughs> to find the witches, they're <laughs> yeah. looking at the special Senate committee report. Yeah, right. And this is their document to now go around and basically say the if, gummy bears. Who yeah, eats the one gummy, gummy bears? bears are uh, coming. Yeah, that was on the news the other day. Yeah. People didn't see that uh, 
you know, Ann Goby uh, actually said that about the gummy or, or the other rep. I'm not sure actually which one it was, but that was in the news story. But the gummy bears is uh, was on uh, I think Channel Seven of Fox Twenty Five again. Oh great! Yeah. They're just running this uh, on the on the TV news networks all the time too about the gummy bears and the how the g- it's just craziness. <laughs> of it's course. absolutely ridiculous. So we were in Dennis Burke's office, like saying, "Hey, patients eat one gummy bear because they're probably eating a high potent uh, gelatin product to, you know, curb their pain." You know, the we're not eating like five milligram Tic Tacs to get to the a proper amount of opiate levels. Right. You know, we're medicating. So we're patients. We need. Um, Who just takes one sip of vanilla extract? There's, <laughs> there's, uh, there's fentanyl lollipop. Yeah. Lollipop. Right. So prescribed. Right. Like we left Senator uh, Burke, uh, Dennis Burke's office. But food's not medicine. Right. That's what they, they'll say. I mean, it's just insane. It's a way to ingest it. Right. We, um. When we were leaving, I made sure to ask. I said, I'd like, you know, we're going to, I want to schedule another appointment with Senator Lewis. He's like, yeah, 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 yeah. He took, you know, got, gave his card, his number and everything. They're going to book So it. they're knowing that, like, this is far from over. This was a step back. Now you need to take a giant leap ahead if you want to catch up. I yep. hope so. That's what I'm, I mean, that's, that's, that's the, that's the only move that works for me. Yeah. We told them that no. if they wanted to continue working with us, they you yeah, know, they would mean, do something else. I think with the right. DPH, obviously, you know, if we don't get any movement, we can always take legal remedy. And since there is nearly a million plus dollars at stake here, I'm sure there would be plenty of attorneys that would be willing to uh, fight for those patients' uh, money back. I think that yeah. might be what it Including takes. Including the, the applications, the uh, dispensary applicants that are in waiting in single file, you know, they're they're probably going to be supportive of this too because this would not impede access for patients going to their facilities. This right. It's yeah. such an obstruction. I've, I'm tired of hearing about it. Like, Yeah, I'm out. If, you're, if you care about my business dispensaries, you lost my business because I, I, I don't, I'm not getting, I'm not renewing my card. I'm done. I'm not paying the state. Mine expires $50. No, I don't mind paying uh, Canada Care Docs or any other doctor's office, but I am not paying DPH. I, I refuse to pay them yep. any money. I, I'm disgusted. I even paid them the initial fifty bucks. You should get it back. Yeah, I know. They should and be part of a class up. action lawsuit. Yep. yep. Yes, and so that's likely, you know, how things can head. But obviously, the press conference—we're not taking any legal action just yet. But we do want to bring uh, the public aware of what happened, what's going on, and you know how backroom uh, legislation like this can act to basically diminish an entire law that the voters passed. I mean, you know, it was and that's very a big important. effort. Yeah. It's Four years later, they tried to just change the definition of the whole law. Oh, it's insane what's happened here in Massachusetts. Uh, it's going to get more interesting uh, from now until November when we get to uh, vote on legalization. I hope so. Why I'm voting on legalization, I'd like to see everyone be able to grow the six plants. Yep. Yeah. That's another big issue they keep bringing up as a, a reason not to vote for it. No, that's a reason yes. to vote for yes. it. Yes. Uh, Stephen, I want to ask you, because you went up to California this last week, yes. and uh, I think you stayed with Dennis Perrone. Yes. Is that right? I stayed with Dennis Perrone. How's he doing? Um, he's doing really good. He's, he's in very high spirits. He's... The message from him was to make sure that no one lets up. Um, you know, they started this back in the 70s. Um, him and his friends watched the AIDS epidemic come up, and, watched, and they lost a lot of friends, and they watched a lot of friends suffer. They also helped a lot of friends not suffer with cannabis, and that is something that they don't want to, to, to die. And I believe in the community as a whole, needs to, we need to represent that. We need to remember where it all came from, where it began, because that is... 
it it started with compassion you know and that's that's something that's been left out of it for a while when you talk about a medicine or this is a medicine that's not a medicine well if it's working and it's healing someone like the whole plant healing does then how can you argue that how can you argue someone living a better life it's insane it really is so I, I i came back from california saying forget it i'm going to california and then I went to the state house yesterday, and that happened. I'm like, you know what? I'm staying here. <laughs> There's too good of a fight here. So I'm even, you know, I'm Thank looking you. to use my GI Bill. I'm going to go back to school. Um, I'm going to try everything I can to, to change things. And if the only thing to do to change things is to be in there in a position, then I might be hiring Mike Crawford to be my campaign manager for and running, running running office. for office. <laughs> yep. Why not? Why not? And I know, I know, like we talk, like people. I know I lose a couple times first, but whatever. I'll learn every it's time. Getting that, you know, and too, uh, you never lose when you run. You know why? Because your issues get hurt. Right. Yep. And, that, and, and people, people, even if you lose, uh, you know, just the topics of conversation come up, and then someone yeah. else that someone was your supporter to is gonna, you know, go up to the person that won and said, "Hey, what about these issues?" What even after the campaign's over? And oftentimes, the winning candidate, the uh, the winning incumbent, let's put it that way, since they usually win will start to take on your issues because right. they don't want you to run again. Right. right. And they, w- they want to reduce your chances of winning next time right. because they know you're building and you're, you're getting closer every time. Yep. And uh, they want to take the legs out of you. And how do they do that? They go at your number one issue, which is the medical marijuana, the right. veterans. So that would be a great thing. Let, let, them, ta- let them steal from you. Then they'll have to talk right. about veterans. They'll have to talk about opiate yes. abuse. They'll have to talk about medical marijuana and helping patients in recovery and not being a gateway and drug. More people need to do that. I'm telling you, like I've been, I never, I don't want to run. Man, I know where you're at, people. But uh, it's time. I, I, I'm seriously considering it myself in the future here. And uh, I think that people need to run for office and get out there and get organized and uh we're starting to see that we we have young people that we're talking to and they're running they're coming on the show they're not afraid like uh the incumbents they oh maybe they're not so afraid maybe they just have a uh they're comfortable th- yeah they're comfortable but i think they also have uh a concerted campaign not to come on here yeah i think I that they think have so. they basically have a boycott yeah uh, maybe uh, maybe a shadow boycott of this show yeah they do uh, like, i'm convinced of it at this point even the ones that we thought were on our side uh, they'd rather not piss off Jason Lewis and not piss off uh, <laughs> Go- Governor Baker and DeLeo. Uh, and then Rosenberg. They'd rather have us pissed off instead. They, you know, they right. have to make it's a dangerous. choice. They're going to choose their friends. And they're going to say that they support medical until and sp- no matter. I know, and, and, I know, like, and I know that people are out there like, oh, these guys think they're so, you know, high and mighty and that they think that people care about them and no one cares. But you know what? The evidence uh, indicates otherwise, and and I I'm not you know I don't take any of this lightly, and I know how this works. I know for a long time that we couldn't get any reps on the on, on the show on the old show that we had, and we started to get some. Uh, I mean, we had Gary Johnson, we right. had Jill Stein, we had Barney Frank. We had we once we started cracking the code and starting getting them in, we started getting a lot of reps on, and and we still do. But uh, we're starting to see something change at the state house, and and uh, this is real. This is a wall. real yep. stone wall that's been erected here, and they are all covering each other's behinds. Yep. And if you don't believe it, where is Pat Jalen right now? Yeah. Where is uh, Stanley Rosenberg? You know, the only statements I've heard from those folks who were supposedly like I called uh, 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 what's her name Jalen. Uh, an old G of marijuana legalization because she supported it first. <laughs> Where are they now? Where right. is the latest statement? The only time I've heard them say anything is Rosenberg is kind of poo-pooed on it. And these are supposed to be our friends up there at the state house. Yeah. I had uh, Senator Rosenberg uh, on the old show. I used to do it on regular radio. 
guarantee if I try to contact him now, he won't come on either. But we will. We'll, we'll hit him up as well. I want to give everyone a chance to respond. But, uh, you know, gloves are off. If you don't come on the show, if you don't answer, we're, we're not pretending to be your friend anymore. Because right, right. you're not showing us anything. Yeah. There are. I mean, there's former governor, Governor Weld, who is not against marijuana. Um, there's, there's, there's powerful people out there that, that know the truth. Um, I just I don't understand why it's, it's being hidden and feared. They're And when we have money. a better chance to get them on the show, the former governor of Massachusetts, Governor Weld and Gary Johnson, yep. who are running a national campaign, who are on a higher level, you know, yeah. frankly, at this point, they're yeah. those guys, you know, maybe not four years ago, but at this point, polling 10, 11 percent on a national, you know, for president, presidential ticket, they actually, you know, we're in talks with some of their their people, and it's, you know, about yeah. money and time and access, and we may not be able to get them on because of that. But, but you might I, have a, I, I, I think I have a, we have a better chance of landing them than some of these local hacks at the state house, And yeah. that says volumes. Yeah. Definitely does. Yeah, we've got a national listener base now. So. Yeah. But still, we yeah. should be getting the biggest yeah. names in the state. For sure. That, that, that's really where we focus. That's our content. 617-500-7100. I mean, we, it's unbelievable. Yeah. It's, it's really... It's been silenced, so. How... Uh, you guys said the word comfortable. Uh, yep. You know, I, I go even beyond that. They're just... Complacent. They're avoidant. Yeah. yeah they're avoiding it's, us. They're, total, they're like almost unaware. Full of themselves. You know, they just don't care. Yeah. Yeah. I'm... Well, uh, I'm, I'm going Leland Chung right now. I'm, I'm all the way for Leland Chung. Leland Chung is running for state rep, if you, I mean, uh, state senator, if you haven't heard. And uh, if you live in Cambridge, you probably should check him out because yep. he's the, the most vocal Democrat I know on this issue. He's an elected figu figure in uh, Cambridge and he did uh, so good. City Council. And we're going to have him back on the show. I'm going to invite him again and again and again and again. And if his opponent uh, actually finds the time to come out and be on the show, that would be great. Six one seven five hundred seventy one hundred. We're the young jerks, right? Yep. And I think it's our time. We gotta go. Yep. I gotta go take out another dog. Oh wow. Yeah, I got a late night. <laughs> wow, late Actually, night dog two walking. Of them. Two two black labs. I can't wait to see them. Awesome. Two boys, so <sighs> yeah. yeah. Well bring a stick. No, I don't need a stick with them. Oh, you need a throw for yes. the chase. Yes. Oh, oh, man. It's gonna be a night walk. We've already run them out all day. Oh, nice. oh wow. Yeah. Nice. That's good. <laughs> yeah, the sun's getting and kind of low is getting I thought you made a stick here. because they were vicious. No. I know. Just some them. They love you. Yeah. We, we have some tough dogs, but we have some good dogs, too. Nice. We, we take care of all types. 617-500-7100 is the phone number. No one called today. I don't get it's, that. Everyone's out barbecuing. Yeah, but we had some listeners. I was checking the numbers. Oh, yeah. I don't it's know. It's good. Maybe they're just uh, whatever. Thank you for listening. Or yes, maybe, thank you. Maybe they were calling in when Herbie was on his break downstairs. Sure, blame me for everything. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm the one who asked you to come down and let me in, so. <laughs> I mean, I, you can do two things at once, Herb. I know, I'm just being lazy, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll be back next week with yeah. Young Jerks. We're here every Saturday at 6 p.m. WEMF Radio. I don't know what the heck's going on. Do you know next week? No. No, we don't. Uh, we'll figure we'll it figure out. We'll figure out. We're, gonna, yep. we, we're coming up with a list. We're going to start hitting up all of the electives. Yep. And maybe we'll have Leland Chung back in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or uh, Mike Conley. Probably. Or, it's Fourth of Jolly Weekend next weekend, too. Yeah, so we may we even take party. it off, too. I oh, yeah. We can party. We, you want to come in? 
No, I want to party with you. Oh, you want to party? You want to oh, take a week off? It, yeah, that's we true. It is Fourth of July together. weekend. Yeah, we need to celebrate. We might even take it off. We'll see what happens. Yeah, that's right. We never take weeks off. I know. We can though. Yeah, we, we should do that once. In a while. And uh, again, I want to thank our sponsor, Canicat Docs. Yep, and thank you, WMF, for fixing the air conditioner. Yes, that really yep. helped. I could so actually be back this week. So another one of our uh, main sponsors, WMF Radio, and the Sound Museum as well. And uh, I want to thank uh, Crespo and uh, Herbie. And Nashawati Nash, and yep. uh, Ryan Spaulding, I guess. <laughs> he's been sort of nice lately. Yeah, he's been pretty genial. No, he kind of. Uh, I, I get. I tried to start it up with him, and then he got back on me and said that uh, he told uh, Michelle Obama when he met her to to put me higher on the list, <laughs> the watch list. Wow, <laughs> nice. He, he has some good comebacks sometimes. Yeah. He's being too nice to you, though. Well, you know, I don't know. He likes me. Yeah, but you're meaner to him. I, I wasn't mean to it's him. you're I just, a girl, right? Is I, that why? I don't know. I, don't know. I think so. I don't know. I'm calling him out on it. <laughs> He's always been very friendly. All right. We like Ryan Spaulding. Outlaw Roadshow comes before us every week. And uh, I don't know. I guess the New Year's program isn't live this week because I don't see them coming out. Yeah. Are they here live this week? I don't they see get it them. Off? No, they're here today. Oh, they oh, are. Wow. Okay. It's just that we're ending uh, on our real time, 730 yeah. instead of. Yeah. They'll be here at 8 p.m. So. Yep. You want to listen to some prog rock? WEMF Radio coming up at 8 p.m., the New Year's program. Well, yeah, tomorrow, uh, I should mention, there's an event at the Polo uh, Field. Cannabis Society is doing an event uh, at a Polo Field, Myopia Polo Club in Hamilton, Massachusetts, from 1 to 4.30. Uh, we'll be over there. There should be like 50 to 100 of us kind of tailgating a polo match. So, and I'm so you guys smoke there? Yeah, we, of course. We, we smoke, <laughs> we dab, but you know, not as not as public, I think, as you would at a freedom rally, let's say. But yes, there's definitely people engaging in cannabis use privately. I would say. I'm glad you brought up the freedom rally. I also want to mention uh, there was uh, another story that came out on Dig Boston this week. You can check that out from Andy Gauss, um, related to the freedom rally and the uh, city of Boston jerking them around again uh, for their uh, permits for that event. It happens a lot. Uh, they've sued four times, and one Mascan has uh, to get their permits from the city of Boston. Wow. Um, and this time it's about police details, and it's something maybe Common OT should look into because they've already got uh, some type of uh, case going against the city of Boston about permits for another event, Boston Calling, uh, where they oh. had to hire union stagehands. Well, it seems like this is a new flim flam where. They're forcing them to hire union cops and oh, for the rally to pay for it. And the rally has never paid for police. They've never been asked to, I, I believe. I know they've never paid for police, Boston police. Right. They pay for park rangers. They pay for uh, wizard security. They do not want to pay for the detail uh, police. Right. It's going to become a big fight over the permit. Mascan's probably going to have to sue them again to get the again. permit. So, again, Mascan's event, as usual, is a mess because they, they, they don't know if they're going to get the permit, what the dates are. It's just a mess every year. The city of Boston does this to them, and it's just disgusting. It's never a violent event that needs, no. you know. There's, like, no arrests anymore. Yeah, there's, like, no problem. They used yeah. to have, like, you know, 150, 200 arrests before decrim. Right. Last couple of years, some years been zero, and some years there's been two or three arrests. And it's right. been for stuff like, you know, drunk and disorderly. Right, right, right. Uh, People someone, happen to be in the common some, that someone day. Someone got like, drunk and... <laughs> punch their girlfriend type you know that's what yeah. happens when you have 50,000 people right. at an event and you know, it could have happened any other day too no it like, could it probably would yeah you know it, it's a very peaceful event most people 
nothing happens. There's yep. no arrest. The cops don't harass anyone anymore. Right. It's a it's a fun day, and it's just ridiculous. All the revenue that they're bringing in to the city of Boston right. on that day. How many people? Uh, we need revenue for the MBTA. How many train rides generated that that weekend into Boston? It's amazing. I mean, the train stations are full. Uh, if you go up Ipswich, you know Newburyport, Peabody. Uh, I'm sorry, Beverly, Salem. You go on any of those trains on that Saturday morning. There's tons of kids and students coming in to the city of Boston for that day. Um, and adults as well and some older folks and medical patients. But all that revenue collected. Yeah. And, and they're they missing just, out. And they just continue to kick them. And, and not only that, the city of Boston ends up wasting money in court because they have to pay for lawyers to show up. And they also uh, sometimes have actually had to pay money to the ACLU, Mascans lawyers, um, because they lost the suits and, and there's harassment and there's damages. And this is ridiculous. If you live in the city of Boston, why are you paying money to harass the Boston Freedom Rally, who are legally uh, proven to have a right to be there and will be there no matter what the city does? So why is the city pulling this crap year after year after year after year? And why is Mayor Walsh pulling that card when he ran that he would be different than Menino, that he would streamline event permitting processes for entertainment, where he campaigned with uh, Ken from the Dropkick Murphys, where he campaigned with my girlfriend, even had a, an event, Bay State Rock Carmelita. You know, he campaigned with Joyce Lenihan, uh, who's also a music organizer. But again, we're seeing them playing the same old games yeah. at City Hall with events, with the music community. And I think it's disgusting. And I think if you're a musician in Boston, you need to stand up, you need to call uh, the, the mayor and say, cut the crap. Let the Freedom Rally have their permit. Right. They don't need to pay no stinking cops that have harassed them and arrested them for years. They pay the park rangers. The park rangers are adequate security, uh, the wizard security, the private security firm they hire. Just like any other event. Yeah. So... That's my last rant on the show, I promise. I know I said we were going to go. Now we're going to go. The New Year's guys are here now, so it is definitely time to go. i got to go walk that dog. Uh, <laughs> I want to thank everyone for being here. Michael LaTulip, Mass Patients Advocacy Alliance. Yep. Uh, Nicole Snow, the executive director of that group. I want to thank uh, the Veterans Alternative Healing, Inc., uh, the main guy, Stephen Mandilli. Thank, yep. you. thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Herbie. Thank you, Lauren Pespiza. Yeah, thank you. And uh, we'll be back next week again. Young Jerks, 6 p.m., WEMF Radio. Yep. WEMF Radio, the sound of your scene. Angels Advanced Training, located at the Y Crew Martial Arts School, 236 Brighton Ave, Alston. Out of the Blue Art Gallery 2 and more. 541 Mass Ave, Cambridge. Art, music, creation, inspiration. Out of the Blue Art Gallery 2 and more. 